But all these things are freedom from something. Freedom from obligation, freedom from debt, freedom from responsibility, freedom from inhibitions. But Jesus offers so much more than that. The freedom that God gives is the freedom to be yourself, to be the person that God has called you to be. In John 8, verse 36, it was read out this morning. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Who is the Son? Jesus. And what's he set you free from? Slavery. And what were you slaves to? You were slaves to sin. Jesus has set you free from all of that. Back in the garden, in the Garden of Eden, that is, there was no sin. Adam and Eve were free to do whatever they wanted, anything, except, there's a button here, they weren't allowed to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had their freedom in obeying God. And when they were deceived by the serpent, and when they ate of that fruit, sin entered into their lives, and they were banished from the garden, and they lost their freedom. Not only Adam and Eve, but the whole of mankind. We all lost our freedom, and we all became slaves to sin. But when Jesus died on that cross, he did it, to take, away, away, to take away everyone's sin. And all we have to do to get that freedom is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simple as that. Believe and you will be saved. So how come Christians are still slaves to sin? And so many of us are. Well, let's start reading from Romans, Romans 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? So God, God's grace is free to all of us. And God forgives us when we ask. But is that a good enough reason to keep on sinning? Oh, it's all right. I can do that because God will forgive me. Well, it's not. And we know when we're doing wrong because our conscience, which is God's spirit talking to our spirit, says to us, hey, that's not right. It would be good if you didn't do that. And sometimes we choose to listen, and sometimes we don't. So we have a conscience. And Jesus paid the ultimate price when he died on the cross. He took away the sins of the world. 
and the availability of God's grace and God's mercy must not be an excuse for us to sin. So verse 3 to 5. Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Baptism. I don't know whether you've all been baptized, but if you've given your life to Jesus, the next step is to be baptized. And when we're baptized, in this church anyway, we go into the water and we get fully emerged, submerged in water. The water goes over our heads. And that submerging is a symbol of us dying to our old way of life, a symbol of all our sin being washed away, even though it was washed away when we gave our hearts to the Lord. It's a symbol of us doing that. And coming out of the water, that's a symbol of the resurrection of Jesus and the resurrection of our new life with Christ. And if our sinful nature is dead and buried, then we have a powerful motivation to resist the temptation to sin. We're united with Jesus. We have unbroken fellowship with God, just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And sin no longer has a hold on us. So just like Adam and Eve walked in the Garden of Eden with God and God came to them, to them and walked with them every evening, God walks with us side by side all day, every day. And all we have to do is call on him and he is there. So coming back to chapter, Romans chapter 6, verse 6. We know that our sinful nature, sorry, we know that our old sinful, na- sinful cells were crucified with Christ so that may sin may... I can't speak today. We know that our old sinful cells were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. When we become Christians, we don't become perfect. 
I've heard lots of people, you know, say to me in, in the past, <clears throat> oh, you're a Christian. Should you be having fun? <sighs> well, yeah. God made me. He made me who I am. He made me to be what I am. He made me. He made me in this body, and he gave me the freedom to be who I want to be. I do not have the freedom to sin, because that will put me back in slavery. But I do have the freedom to have fun. When you become a Christian, you don't have to have, don't do this, because you're, not a, because you're a Christian, and Christians don't do that. And you get that so often, and I think people get really shocked when they find that Christians are normal people. So, when we become Christians, God doesn't take us out of the world, and we are not perfect. We still face the same old temptations we used to face. And we still feel like doing the things that we know we shouldn't do. And sometimes we give in to it. And we shouldn't do that. Because when we give in to it, we become slaves of that thing again. The difference is that before we were slaves to sin and it was in our sinful nature but now we can choose not to sin and we can choose to live for Christ. God has given us the power to say no to those things that used to keep us slaves. Sometimes we give in to that. And when we do, don't condemn yourself. Remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself what you've been saved from. Remind yourself that, hey, God took that away from me. And ask yourself, what am I doing? Why am I doing this thing? This is dumb. And ask God for forgiveness and carry on your track, the right road. Sin no longer has the power over us. So verses 12 to 14. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. And do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well, just imagine being a drug addict or an alcoholic or being in prison for something that you've done and then imagine serving your time in prison. You've, you've done your time and you're free to go. Or doing your time in, in rehab. You've got over that addiction, and you're free to go. The drugs or alcohol no longer have a hold over you. The jail cell is no longer your home. 
those doors are open wide and you're free to step outside into that hopefully glorious, sunny, beautiful day. But no matter what the weather, what a glorious, exhilarating feeling that must be to be free from those chains that have been holding you down. You can't be sent back to prison for that crime again. You're free. Exhilarating, scary, because you don't know what's going to happen next, but free. And that's what happens when you let Jesus control your life. When you ask for forgiveness and let him into your heart for the first time. I don't know about you, but I can remember the first time when I, well, first time, when I gave my life to the Lord. I woke up the next day. Everything was greener. Everything was brighter. Everything was nicer. And it's like... Wasn't it this green before? I don't ever remember it being this green. It was freedom. Jesus was controlling my heart. But having done that, having experienced that freedom, the freedom of being free from alcohol, free from drugs, free from jail, free from whatever it is that sin had got hold of you, why would we choose to be a slave of that thing again? Why would we choose to go back to alcohol? Why would we choose to go back to the drugs? Why would we choose to go back to whatever it was that enslaved us? Because whatever it is that's got power over you, that's the thing that you're a slave to. Things that destroy your life, and that's what this passage is all about. Instead, you can live under the freedom of God's grace. What's that verse? Verse 14. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So verses 15 all the way through to 23. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but you are now but now you are wholeheartedly obeying this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteousness, living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that in end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. 
Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Slaves of God. Well, we're all born into sin, we know that. And because of this, we all have a master. Now, your master might be money. It might be work. It might be anxiety. It might be fear, anger, sex, greed. There's a whole long list of things that you might be slaves to. And whatever it is, without Jesus, that's what you're a slave to. Whatever drives you, that's what you're a slave to. And without Jesus, we'd be separated from God. But because of the work that he did on the cross, we can have a full life with God as our master. And what was it in verse 24? But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. We can choose to follow his direction and live lives and enjoy a new life in the spirit. So who are you going to choose? Joshua answered this question way back in Joshua in the Old Testament. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So everyone has a master, whether it's sin or God. There's no neutral ground. You, you're able and free to choose. Are you going to be obedient to sin? or obedient to God. Both have eternal consequences. The consequences for sin is eternal death. But the free gift of God is eternal life, forever living with God. A new life that begins here on earth and that extends after we've died up in heaven. And it's a gift it's not something we can buy. It's not something we can earn. It is freely given. And it never has to be paid back. It's free, free to every single one of us. So God has given us a new life. He's given us a new nature. And he's given us a new freedom. Well, the Bible's like living in topsy-turvy land. When you're weak, you're strong. When you're poor, you're rich. When you're blind, then you can see. And when you give in to Jesus and let him become your master, and when you submit to God, then you are free. Oops. Gone the wrong way. Freedom is not what our culture tells us it is. Freedom is not deciding we will do what we want to do from our sinful nature. According to the Bible, that's bondage. Rather, true freedom is living as Jesus lived. And what's right for one person to live, way to 
one person to live is not right for another. Jesus called you to do one thing, he's called you to do another, and he's called you to do something else. So we have to live according to the way God wants us to live, to go through the places God wants us to go, to reach the people God wants us to reach. But we don't have to put rules and regulations on ourselves like good Christians don't do this because our consciences will tell us when we're doing right and when we're doing wrong. And that's what we have to live by, our conscience. And I've lost my thing, but never mind, because, no, I can't find it. Um, in Matthew 11, verse 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The yoke that Jesus gives you is light, and we can bear it if we submit our lives to God. So freedom is submitting, submitting fully to the will of God, fully to the words of God, and to the work that God calls us to do. That's freedom. And we're going to listen to a song that Claudine has picked out for us. And while you're listening, I just want you to reflect on your life, reflect on the things that you're doing, and just ask yourself, am I living in the freedom that God has given me? Or am I making myself a slave again to the sin that I came out of? And if you need prayer, there'll be people over in the corner just later on, and you can go and pray, um, talk to them and ask them to pray for you. Or anyone wearing a blue tag or Craig, there'll be um, people there who would love to pray with you if you've got something to pray about. This ain't a song about change. Cause my chains are gone This ain't a song about the past Cause I'm moving on No more songs about guilty With words like regret Every melody sounding like mercy instead This ain't a song about chains No, my chains are gone I found my freedom in you I found a joy Save. 
grace found that healing and the tears fell down my face when I found my beginning that has no ending.